Oh, that cord right there is a 100 amp 460 volt cord. You know what? The listeners are just going to have to deal with it. You They're just going to have to deal with you it. You lick it and you die. They're just going to have to deal with it, guys. Pitter patter, get after it. Should we start this thing? Yep. We're going to do a Canadian version. Iceman, a podcast presented by Tuned Up Custom Rods. Welcome, welcome, John. How's Tom? it going? What's yeah, up, fellas? We're doing good. I'm doing good. We're on. We're we're solo tonight. We don't have any. I mean, can three people be solo? <laughs> no, you can't. We're a solo. We're, the we're a solo trio. Solo trio yeah. that's like the Three Musketeers in one bar. <laughs> <laughs> the Dateless Trio. That was our. That was my friendship group in high school. <clears throat> we're like the lone. <laughs> the Lone Rangers. <laughs> Can you pluralize the Rangers? The Lone Rangers? The Lone Rangers. What a stupid name for a band. <laughs> let's let's have a contest. Whoever uh on Facebook, if you if you enter that uh Can you can you get that that the get reference? The, name the movie. Name the movie reference. The Lone Rangers. I don't know this movie <laughs> reference, so we're good. Yeah. Mm. We're uh, we'll give away um nothing probably. <laughs> 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 some pride. We'll we'll uh, we'll give you a thumbs up you on some, Facebook. You get some props for that one. There you go. Oh jeez. Hey, John's googling it right now. No, you, I'm not googling it. Google right. cheats out there. Oh, I'm googling it. I mean, I got it right away. I'm as actually, soon as you said it, I was there. I'm trying to turn my my phone on silent. Oh. So, John, how have you been? Great. Guess what? I tried to go out fishing. You did. Yeah. Nice. Did what? you succeed? No. So I left, this was Friday when Brainerd and like Bemidji had that windstorm. It was like 60 mile an hour winds. So I drove out in my four wheeler about a mile out in the lake, turned around and I couldn't see anything, including the front of my wheeler or anything. So I had basically got lost <laughs> on a lake that on a lake your parents I'm so live on. familiar with that I could dry the whole map. My it's eyes not closed. a big lake. Oh no. It's only like 800 acres, but I got lost, lost. Like I drove around probably in one giant circle for quite a long time and got stuck three times out. Hey, uh, hey guys, I think we have a caller. Oh, my gosh. Who do we have? Hello, caller. Are you on the line? Hello? Come on, producer Tom. Well, that thing's not plugged in. It doesn't have to be plugged in. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. Let's do this. Hello? Hey, caller, can you hear us now? I can. He- I've been hearing you guys. There, okay, there we go. Hey, I recognize this it voice. It wasn't plugged in. <laughs> she stayed up late to call in tonight. Oh my word! Yes, long time listener, um, many time caller. I think fourth time have, caller. Fourth time caller. <laughs> I have a late breaking question. Okay. That many people want to know who's who's out there tonight. Who are we chatting with? Well, we're the we're the Lone Rangers tonight. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean. That's awesome for the question because it'd be this would be kind of a little bit awkward if you had others involved. Oh boy! So the question is just us. The and question the listeners. is what? It's just us and all of our thousands of listeners. Oh yeah, that's going to be less awkward or more. <laughs> uh, you guys can decide how to take it, but 
I think I, uh, I've been wondering this and I was thinking this, Dan and I went ice fishing this past weekend with people from California and first time on ice. And I was in my mind saying, you know, I wonder what the icemen would say. Like, what are their answers? So these, this is a question for you three guys. What is the one piece of advice that you got from someone that's sitting there that you're looking at in your podcast place? that was the most helpful or beneficial for you for any form of fishing or even life in general. So it's advice that we gave each other. Is that what you're yeah. saying? So it has to be like, what did Tommy say to you once that you really appreciated or how did you, <laughs> what, did, what piece of advice did John tell you? I, I know. Dan, oh, I, alphabetize I, your, uh, your lures or something. I know what Dan's you know, going like to say. And I think you're going to probably disagree with this one, Allie. Oh, really? Well, yeah. She's going to have to hang up and listen. No, 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 no. She needs to hear this one. I remember the best piece <laughs> of advice I gave Dan. Keep rocking that mustache. <laughs> Actually, Allie likes the mustache. She does? Yeah, she approves. All I right. think it looks good. It's the only one that works. It's the only the only the facial o- hair that the works. The only facial hairstyle that works on Dan's Because you're still trying That's... to grow a beard, right? No. <laughs> no. Well, it's been like four no. weeks four weeks since I've shaved. But... This was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, the no, mustache no. works. Okay. okay, well, I appreciate that advice as well. I'm going to hang up and listen. Um, but I think the reason it came up was because of those people from out of town. And I was like, I if I had to pick one piece of advice, what would it be? I mean, you do have to mention the guide service that you got on that trip. It was pretty impressive. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it already. How long has this been going, the recording? Not seven long. seven whole minutes. Seven minutes? Yeah. I'm shocked it hasn't come up yet. Well, I don't like to brag on myself, but it would be okay if you did. Well, there wasn't any children, so I can't brag on them. But um, Dan was an excellent guide. We brought these two Californians out, never been on ice never seen a truck or vehicle on ice went out and I think we hit like 30 fish we caught or something. We had a good day. It was impressive and it was a short afternoon and probably literally the best ice fishing experience I've ever had in my life. So you're welcome. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. See, this guy, uh, this wow. guy knows I need a pair of waiters right now. Yeah. I, I yeah. 80% credit goes to the mustache. <laughs> uh, I have to kind of brag on myself too, because I caught a pretty awesome bluegill 13 inch. Mm, nice. Sorry. That cra- was a crappy. I was going to say, if Dan ah! guided you to a 13 inch bluegill, I'm kicking him from the <laughs> other side of the table right now. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. No, it was a 13 and a half inch crappie. It was a big, well, it was the biggest a- crappie I've ever seen on that lake. And your wife caught it. Of course she caught it. Yep. Of course I, all by myself. Baited the hook and I don't know what they're and... called. That's not. I guess that's not high on my list of the names. I was like, oh, I, I even didn't say sunny. Mm, shoot. <laughs> that's because it was a crappie. Yeah, well, yeah, it was neither a bluegill or a sunny, <laughs> but that's okay. It was a big fish. Oh, well. well, thank you for your question, Allie. Yeah, I'll hang up and listen. I'm really interested because I think like there's got to be some good. Um, advice out there from you guys, and I, I've been waiting to hear it after all these episodes. JK! <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> oh, boy. Tommy, hit the mute button. <laughs> all right, it's all, it's almost 11 o'clock oh, at night. You're, okay. you're well past your bedtime. 11 o'clock, she gets way funnier. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank you, Allie. Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. I'm surprised she didn't remind me to pick up bread and milk. I have to do that on the way home. I already got that text. All right. Well, let's ponder her question and just continue with what we were saying before. We'll get to it here throughout the episode. Okay. Unless you guys want to just like no, throw it off right I, now. When I did get out fishing last weekend, weekend before, I don't remember. All the weekends blend together now with kids sports. But my son uh, caught a giant perch in the first drop, like in the first second of fishing. And that was the only fish that we could have caught oh, because oh. it got so windy that our house started to levitate. Yeah, I, it was bad. I was up at Red that same weekend, and it was some of the worst whiteout conditions I've ever seen on a lake. It, it, we literally drove, like, if you are if you know about flying, we, we drove on the lake IFR. It was zero, zero visibility, and the guide that we were with, he, says, he said, normally I wouldn't take anyone out on a day like this, but... You guys know what you're doing, and you got plenty of supplies. And he, all he had was his plotter in his truck, and he was just following that. He's like, "Okay, I have to slow down now because I might hit my house." He, he, <laughs> he could not see his. I house. told you you couldn't see anything when yeah. you were like, "Oh, it's not that bad." I'm like, that, "I'm sitting on the lake right now. I can't see anything except yeah. for my phone, which is you know four inches away from my face." This was on this was on Friday afternoon is when we went out on red. Oh, so yeah, it was the, Friday was bad, and the whole day Friday you couldn't see a thing, and then. Saturday got a little bit better, and then Sunday it got bad again. And I spent that same weekend, Friday night, in an ice castle on Lake Minnetonka, of all places. And it was super comfortable, and it was windy. It was super windy, but it was very comfortable. And we were like three minutes from everything. Hmm. Did you catch any fish, though? Yeah, a lot of fish. Really? It was remarkable how many fish we caught in the, in the community hole that we were on. We had fun. That's very cool. Very cool. So, the one piece of advice... So is this like when I go to Home Depot and they ask, hey, do you need help, sir? And I say, I know more than you and walk away. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> That's what you said to Tommy, not me, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> we have to do what you gave or what I gave you and what Tommy gave you. I think I actually can credit you with turning me on to wacky fishing bass. Again. Yeah. Because you're like, why don't you take your son bass fishing? I'm like, hey, going green carp fishing. And then you're like, throw this wacky rig. Fine. You learned that on the kids' fishing trip, yeah. right? You saw the potential. I of it, just at least. Did, I don't. I didn't fish bass. I, I my kid was the first kids' fishing trip. I think my kid was like three or four because that was like four years ago, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was still pretty young. I mean, he was basically just a bobber. But then you said, "Hey, wacky rig," because he can't really hook you with it. And I've been doing that, you know, it off works. and on. So good in June and July for a long time now. Wacky so that will be legit. my one piece of advice. You turn me on to wacky rig fishing. Nice. And a little bit of bass fishing. I'm kind of... You like bass fishing now. I'm starting to enjoy it. You've again. got like 9,000 worms. Well, yeah, because if I ever... You went big immediately. My wife will know this. If I ever do a hobby, I don't do it lightly. I go head over heels, crazy, like dive in the shallow end of the pool type hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bought, I bought a 3D printer. And <laughs> within a week, I now have a second 3D printer. That sounds about right. Yep. That sounds John-like. You probably got put it away in the rafters just in case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You never know when the world's going to end. <laughs> got my spare 3D printer. He's yeah. got 4,000 reels of plastic ready to print. Yeah. Stockpiled. I won't even All talk, in the same I color. I won't even talk about how much stuff showed up at my door the other day. It was like a 75-pound box full of filament. <laughs> and my daughter opened up every one looking for a box of teal, and she had a light blue and like a off green, she goes, none of these are teal. Order more. <laughs> she like, wanted to match the cooler. Yeah. That, that's seafoam green. Apparently seafoam green in Maluna colors are not seafoam green in some 
Chinese filament colors. It's not the same. I wouldn't think of that as seafoam. Does it change color like when it melts and gets formed or not? Not really. Not I mean, really. some some do, but I'm not really that advanced in it. I more of make a bunch of plastic dust. Okay. Is Tommy giving you any advice? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> Poor Tommy. Let's go flying. Yeah, he gave me advice. Yeah, don't, he, don't he be scared. He wants me don't, to go flying. Don't be scared. I don't want to go flying. That's why I'm not going on vacation in Missouri this year because I'm not flying. You just told me today you were going to Missouri. No, I am not. My family is. You're not going to go to Missouri because you're, you're afraid of flying there. Yes. It's like a 17-hour drive. No, it's less than that. It's like a 12-hour drive. Just drive Fine, there. Perfect. I'm not going to go either way. No, that's fair. <laughs> I, Tom, I don't fly. Speaking of flying, yeah. when we were little, your advice to me was that you were going to teach me how to fly. Yep. You said, I'm, I'll teach you how to fly. Uh, I'll probably have to, I'll teach you how to take off, but I'll probably have to handle the landings because those are harder. <laughs> that was the advice that he gave me. I, no, we were going to, we were going to buy and build a kit plane together. And I said, I said, Dan, you can handle the takeoffs, but I'm going to have to land because that's a lot harder. That's a lot harder. And, uh, so your dream, your dream of being a pilot was like no joke, like yeah. forever in your life. But yeah. it was actually my dream. Like, well, I mean, maybe, it, maybe you dreamed it too, but I legitimately dreamed of being a pilot for my career. Dan had all the model airplanes, and he had he had all that stuff. I could see you being a model airplane guy. I would love Huffing to be a pilot someday. And- <laughs> someday, but you do have to teach me how to land. Still, yep. I think I can. I think I can figure out taking off by now. Actually, taking off is pretty easy. Deceptively, no. Actually, it's deceptively challenging, and there's a lot of potential for disaster on takeoff. You're just gonna go fast enough and let the plane fly itself off the ground. That's what I hear I mean, on the, all, the, all the videos I that watch. That is pretty much what you do, but just hope for the best. Set it and forget it. And as <laughs> soon as you're airborne, pull back as hard as you can. This is why I don't fly, everyone. Right? That, is right that here. what you do? Pull back as hard as you can? Yep, pull back as hard as you can. And then as soon as it starts to whistle, just push the nose in as far as you can? Mm-hmm. Yep. You're good to go. Yeah, you're good. Perfect. I, I told you I could do that. Yeah. No sweat. Oh, and, and make sure you have at least four or five guys like the same size as us in the plane. That'd be a good idea. In a, a four-seat airplane. Yeah, maybe yeah. a far back you can yeah. see. The biggest one's in the back. I don't know if a plane would take off with four of us. <laughs> oh, I know that it's barely... I've, I felt the strain of it a couple times with me and Tommy at it before. I'm like, is this going to happen? Yeah, like <clears throat> mid-July, 80, 90-degree weather. It's a little... It's a little below when we were up at the cabin last year? Performance challenges. Well, that was... A, that, that plane... Had the juice? Had the juice? That one had the juice. I always do the good performance calculations before we get in don't worry but yeah he always is like what do you weigh um can you take your shoes off <laughs> pack, pants pack, and belt <laughs> pack light i need you to cut your hair quick <laughs> just leave the mustache you know <laughs> i I, ha- I was in a plane once that they made me move from the front seat to like the middle yep. and i was like i'm gonna die in this one no hey, that's safety that's safe that's They're being smart it's called weight and balance yeah yeah, but it's, I mean, you can't shove me in the middle aisle seat of a plane. But as soon as you're like, th- me sitting in one extra spot is going to make the difference of this plane succeeding to fly? Yeah, yeah, that's scary. I don't know. Terrified to fly. I think the best advice you've given me, well, I don't know if it's advice so much, but it would be... Suck uh, it up, buttercup? <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew that already. It would be um, that putting the weighted butt cap on makes the rod feel lighter yes adding more weight makes it balanced which makes it lighter 
So all open water rods I buy from now on are going to have that butt cap weight in them. Yeah. Because it makes a difference. It does, especially, I mean, certain things. I don't know. I don't use it for my spinning rods as much as my bait casters. Like frogging rods, it's huge. I think it's probably the one biggest thing you can improve is your frogging rod because then it's just level and balanced the whole time. I mean, obviously, you you have been like the uh, fishing sensei to me, the high-end fishing sensei to me for six years now. So That's weird to say. There's plenty of other advice that you've given me. But don't fish bass. <laughs> mm. I said that one a thousand times. Bass are fun. Come they on are. Now. It's good stuff. When walleyes don't bite, fish bass. And when you fish where there's no walleyes to bite, fish yeah. bass. Or my motto now is I just fish bass with walleye lures, and then I catch walleyes because it's like they don't know that I'm trying to catch them. That's how I caught my personal best walleye. Yeah, I've on cut, Lake Minnetonka at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Eight twenty-eight inch walleyes now fishing for bass. Yeah. It's weird how that works. To the point now where I fish like Ned rigs almost exclusively in the spring. And I'm like, I get mad when I catch a bass. Dang, those Ned I'm rigs. Like, that sound like uh, the opposite of when they had the Angler of the Year tournament on Mille Lacs and KVD kept shaking off all the walleyes. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Does this lake have any bass in it? No, they're all just walleyes. <laughs> that was funny. And they love Ned rigs. All right, Tom, your turn. Uh,. So, John, the best advice he gave me was uh, get a Markham, not a Vexilar. <laughs> and you know what? I was already a little bit, I've, I've, I've had experience with both, and I was already a little bit turned on doing Markham before that. But, yeah, that was, that was some good advice. I, I like the history. Yeah, That's, I do. Too. That, I, I mean, just I like the graph. I don't pay attention 100% to my graph. I don't just stare at it. I look all over, and then if I see a fish, it's like, oh, right. it's still within the circle. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like that too. Now, if you would have just used it sometime this year, it would have been even better. I've used it. I mean, not as much as you psychos, but oh, I I can't say anything. Definitely not psychos. Just just me. <laughs> yeah. Just Dan. I've invited you to fish how many times this year? Yeah, he calls me. <laughs> I call you the day I'm going fishing. Say, hey, do you want to go fishing? Yeah, when I'm working. Well, stop working. So Let's much. go next week. I'm not down. <laughs> Let's go tomorrow night. <laughs> Okay, after, I'm off to work at, at 10 o'clock. After, after 10 o'clock, I'm in. See so, this. That's the way it works. He bought so much gear just to watch it sit in his garage. No, in the back of your truck. No, I, I, I'm going to say ice fishing really hasn't started, though. I mean, the late season is I mean, it started I for love. most people already. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you I already I, had to buy a new license. Oh, shoot, that's right. No, that's the thing. I don't have a tabs. I don't have a license. So you're just, uh, you're just walking. No, my tabs, uh, they lost them in the mail, I think. I don't know. There's a little argument in our household who threw them away. So that's going to be fun to have to figure that out. You don't get pulled over for tabs anymore. I mean, <laughs> not, I, not, I already got pulled over once this month. Knock so. on plastic. Oh, well, this is March. So, yes, I got pulled over in February. For tabs? No, for something else. For something else? It wasn't even speeding, which is usually what I get pulled over in Sherburne County for. I asked a question on Ice Fishing Minnesota today about if your wife has to go with to purchase a couple's license again this year, and the answer is yes. Really? Yeah. So they need to have her ID. Or uh, the consensus answer, which there's a lot of people responded, 55 responses to my question, holy cow, was that if you go by yourself, they'll print off a voucher, but your wife has to go and show her ID to get that voucher turned into a, a license. What if you just bring her ID with 
Uh, some people say that that has worked, but other people say that at their store they don't accept that unless the person's with them. That's, you just I, pick a different random person. Just go to a gas station where the guy's making 13 bucks an hour, and I think they'll just take the ID. Like maybe if you go to like Cabela's or something, they might not. They, could you, what do you think they get paid at Cabela's? Do you think that's for some reason know. more there? Probably. 13.06. Target just up their minimum wage to 24 bucks an hour. 17 to 24, I believe, is what it said. Oh, okay. But still, that's a lot. I was like, $24 an hour. Sweet. I'm going to work at Target. Yeah, I'm going to get it. go over there and get a raise. John's selling the shop. Do you gotta, think that they need a web person? Got to buy a bunch of red shirts and khakis. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but it was, I guess the whole point is because if there's somebody who, I guess it's not the whole point, but one of the arguments was you need to have both people there in case there's somebody who has their fishing rights like revoked or whatever. But don't they figure that out when they run the ID? Yeah, but back in the day, you didn't have to bring your spouse's ID. You just go in there oh, and buy one. For I heard it's because of child support and stuff. That like could be back too. child support because you can't get a fishing license if you're not up to date on child support. What what I've heard that could be too. I'm sure it's all kinds of stuff. I know, like my dad. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I don't know. just left field. All right, look at this. Well, if we're going into political stuff, <laughs> I don't think we should. Yeah, I don't think we should. Let's start, let's start a different slope. podcast. For Thanks, that. Putin. How's that? Is that better? No, that's not real good. That's not PC. We don't, right I now. don't want to thank Putin. People will take that out of context. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking. Tom of the Iceman <laughs> thinks Putin is great. No, he doesn't. That's that's out of context. <laughs> I was trying to think of something funny in like, in Russian to say, but I don't know any Russian. So let's in, let's in drop Russian, the whole. There's nothing funny. There's in nothing Russian funny too. about the conflict going on right no, now. It's bad times. Bad times. But the other thing I was going to say about that is my dad has a lifetime license, which you still have to go to the store and print off one. Yeah. You can't just present your card, and which I, is kind of strange. I bought one of those for my nephew the first year it came out, and I was like applicant number 40, and it was like $200 at that point, and now he's finally of the age to get it, and he's like, this is awesome. I never have to buy a fishing license again. Wait, wait, say that again? I bought it for him so early. He was, he was two when I bought it for him. So there's he, an eight. There's the price is different depending yeah. on your age. So is it is it way more expensive for a two year old? No, it's way no, cheaper. It's super cheap, really. It, from it, like zero to four, it's like two hundred dollars, and then from four to sixty, it's like six hundred dollars. Yeah, or yeah. whatever. Dad, what was he? Fifty five. He was fifty. He, we got it for his fifty fifth birthday. Yeah, that's when it got cheaper. Yeah, man, we're cheap. <laughs> no, I I don't think it was. Was that the reason? That's not the reason we did it that year, though. I don't think so. I think, I don't know if it's the reason we did it that year, but I think 55 is when it gets cheap again. My yeah. son has a, a lifetime fishing license. Really? Yep. I bought it probably was like a year old. Do you guys buy just a straight up fishing license or do you go sportsman's? Oh my God. I have to pull out my license every year. I used to do sportsman every year, but last year I didn't. And then I accidentally went grouse hunting and I was like, oh, I'm good. And then I was like, oh, I'm not good. <laughs> How do you accidentally go grouse hunting? He, he, he thought he had a sports business. I, well, I was grouse hunting, and I shot a grouse, and I'm like, oh, shit. I don't have a license. And thankfully, my dad was there, so I was like, okay, this is your bird now. Throw him the grouse. I'm not hunting. <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah, I usually get a sportsman. I get a sportsman with the walleye stamp. Ouch. Ooh. Picking a, I'm picking a. Dan just got a epoxy, and I got a finger sliver of epoxy underneath my fingernail. Ouch. That didn't feel good at all. Sorry. Do you get a sportsman? 
I don't know what the hell you're doing. I got You got hurt sir. by a clipboard. I got hurt by epoxy <laughs> on a clipboard. Everything has epoxy on it here. That's true. You're on the finishing We're table. In the epoxy zone. That's true. That's true. You look at all the epoxy on the ground. It's everywhere. It's like magic rainbow drops. Did we answer Ellie's question? I don't know. Anyways, I was. You know what, I, you know what, I, advice, I you know what advice Dan gave me about actually predates Dan a little bit is get a tune, get tuned up rods. But it was actually it was actually John because John worked with Adam back in the day. So I think that was the very first introduction for tuned up. But mm. when when you got here though, that's when I got into sure got into this and get the good stuff. Get the good stuff. Uh, it is one thing like I know some people say, oh, equipment doesn't matter. Oh, it's so much better when. I don't know. Your rods are, you can feel everything and yep. stuff doesn't fall apart. and It's a lot more fun. Yeah. Although you can catch fish on junk. Oh, absolutely. Or not junk, but inexpensive stuff. Or yeah. junk. I mean, you could catch them on a tree but, stick if you want. I mean, like when my son and I were up, there's no way we would have caught fish on rods that weren't bull whips or noodles. Those fish were biting so negatively with that wind. So when I was on that ice castle on, on Minnetonka, I got out there and I pulled out my rod case and I forgot all of my noodles. All I had was my commander, my Vulcan. I was like, are you kidding me? Don't you have a separate rod box for panfish and walleye? I would if you'd start carrying the Shields rod cases again. You can have mine. Thanks. That worked out great. Yeah. You but, just have to get rid of the contents inside. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> take that risk. There's something in there that is a foul. <laughs> I think I think those are wax worms from last season. They're, are they flies, or do they turn into flies and then die as flies? I think they're inside the foam. Yeah, I don't want that. I'll pass on that. Anyway, so I I was started to fish with him, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. So I I went home. You I, called me that night. You were like, I'm driving home. Yeah, I did call you. <laughs> I was so I was so frustrated, and the guys I was with were like, You're not leaving. I'm like. I'll be back in an hour. I got to go home. When you know you have the right stuff at home, you have to just make the drive sometimes. And it was funny because the guys that I was with were like, okay, well, Dan's going to, he's got a podcast. He's going to show up and he's going to teach us how to fish. So I walked in and they're like, all right, the timer starts now. You got one hour to catch a fish to prove that you're good at this. Because they, <laughs> they had been there all day and they, had, they hadn't caught a fish yet. And I was like, okay, let me see what I can do. And I opened the rod box and I'm like, dang it, I don't have what I need. <laughs> So I left immediately, and they gave me so much crap about it. But I got home, got my stuff, got back, and they like, okay, we're starting the timer over, but you only get a half hour this time. Three minutes. Three, three minutes. <laughs> nice. Were they like, seriously? They're like, well, well I guess it was had, worth had, you driving home. Had they caught a fish in the meantime while you were gone? No. Nothing? No. But they were, they were using bobbers. They were bobber fishing, yeah. They have, eventually, the bobber started to work as, the night, as it started to get into evening. I actually gave one of the guys my bullwhip. Schnazy, you know Brian. Oh, uh, yeah. Wooden hoof. Yeah, the, the guy makes antler yeah. stuff. Hoof hoof, hatch, hoof hatchets. Yeah. He's moved a lot of uh, product, actually. Right? Yeah. Go check him out at Stillwater, what's it called again? You're welcome, Brian. Do you remember what the place was called? Wasn't it Hoof and... What's Wooden Hoof? Oh, what the name of the shop was? Yeah. I just remember his website. I gotta look now. Wooden Hoof. What's the name of that... Little shop in Stillwater, I think. This is like an antique shop or something like that. Well, Dan will figure just it out. Just look up their website and smithandtrade.com. Oh. Yeah, that's where you're selling it. This is riveting stuff here as Dan searches. Smith and oh. Trade Mercantile. There it is in Stillwater. Go check it out. Interesting. 
229 Main Street, Stillwater. Get yourself a wooden a wooden hoof. Or cut out the middleman and just go over to his website. Or just go to woodenhoof.com. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if that's the website or not, but whatever. <laughs> send, send him a $10 invoice. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> we plugged your deal. <laughs> uh, and I gave him a rod. <laughs> yeah, you, you got a way. It's not a great deal for you. I had two bull whips, and this was the very first bull whip I got here. And I was so, I love that thing, but I accidentally set it up with a slight bend in it over the summer. And it so has you a gave slight them, wave in it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I, it still is very it usable. It works fine. But that's a, we should talk about a little rod care as we're getting to the end of the season. Cut your line, leave them relaxed. Yeah. Do not storm loaded. Well, let's, let's tease that. Let's take a. Is quick, it time for a break? Already? Yeah, it's time for a break. Let's How take a break. How did we get 20 minutes out of that? We got 30 minutes out of that. Or something Seriously? Like that. Well, there was a little bit of uh, flim flam before I actually hit the record button. Hopefully I don't know. Got, oh, so no. Hopefully <laughs> got rid of my uh, Russian rant or something like no, that. No, that's it there. That's it there. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. All right, we'll be right back. Uh-huh. Hey, everybody. This is Dan from the Icewind. To talk about our sponsor, Tim Custom Rods. You know, right now we're doing a whole site oh, sale. Yeah. March oh, Madness. Right now, if you go to tunecustomrods.com and you use the promo code March15, you'll save 15% off everything on the website for the month of March. Ice rods, open water rods, freedom baits, catch covers. All of it. Dial reels. Dial reels. We just got a pile of dial reels. And, and, and our Kuma reels might yeah. be discounted even more than that. Yeah, you'll have to... You have to come and check them out. Check them I out. mean, I would like to promote the Iceman's discount code of Iceman. This one trumps it. But March 15, you get 15% off. Absolutely. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and also, one of our sponsors, Freedom Baits. Check them out. Use the code Iceman for 10% off on your order. It's Freedom Baits with a Z.com. Maluna Coolers. I like my Maluna. I really like my Maluna cooler. My Maluna is going in the car and heading down to Texas next week. Mine saved a couple heads of lettuce last weekend and some tomatoes. Um, made in Brainerd, Minnesota, roll mold, high quality. Use the code ICEMEN for 15% off on your next order. Boy, I saw a picture from Garrett Hagelin's Facebook page of the Maluna warehouse. It is packed right it's now. Got, they got some stuff. Yeah. It's a thing. It's I'm going to be ordering a steel gray one. Are you? Yeah, because yes. I really can't stand the seafoam green in my boat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Well, I'm just going to keep the music rolling and just give a quick shout out to our to our uh, supporters. Supporters, yes. Yeah. I, was, I was like, they're not our sponsors, our supporters. Yes, Ryan Johns, Pete Scholl. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, guys. You, you guys are the best. Truly appreciate you. Hit us up on Anchor, and if you want to support the show and help keep this rolling for years and years to come, that would be super fantastic because you know this isn't a money maker but it is a money coster and we want to keep giving you a quality content like this for years to come absolutely thanks pete thanks ryan thanks thank you fellas. guys you guys, and, you guys are the best how about our sponsors we we do have some dynamite sponsors we do have some dynamite sponsors i mean the uh the guys over at tuned up you're a little flaky but <laughs> they've been okay if anyone could see my face right now, you'd know that there's you know he's he's small daggers sh- shouting on my. They're eyeballs. only flaky because it's hard to get them to commit to recording because they're so busy building rods for all of you. I know fine listeners out there. You have to record at eleven twenty six at night. That's right. Of course, that was your fault today, Tom. But that's well, okay. You were just saving lives. Some of us had to work, but it's all right. All right. Well, thanks, sponsors. Thanks, tuned up. Thanks, Maluna. Thanks, Freedom. You guys, you guys rock too. And Pete. 
and Pete and Ryan. Ryan, you guys big, are the best. Big ups, much appreciation, and to all our listeners, it's been awesome. I mean, what's our numbers at right now? We're, I mean, it's getting kind of big, isn't it? It's it's been quite the journey, and we've got like we're just about to hit seventy nine thousand plays. No, I think we're we're over that. I think we're at like eighty five thousand. Are no, we? I mean, I'm looking at it right you now. You got to refresh seventy eight nine. Refresh. I just did hit refresh. It anyway, only went up by anyway, one. that's amazing. Yeah, that's a no, ton of. It's plays. awesome, guys. Eighty thousand people have heard us. Pl- We've talk. talked to the entire U.S. Bank Stadium plus the XL Energy Center. Wow, that's pretty rad. That's that's pretty sweet. Or four Andovers. Four, or four Andovers. Four Andovers. Or the city of Brooklyn Park, all at once. That's true. Every one of them. That's, that's cool. pretty wild. I like that. We should talk about our open water lineup. Oh man, because there's lots of stuff changing. I have been spending. An obscene amount of time focusing on getting ready for open water. I cannot wait. Just because you want to get your boat out and just- I texted the, my my boat storage lady today, Debbie, and I said, Debbie, I'm going to be there next in two weeks. I'm getting the boat. My boat storage is probably buried under about nine feet of snow right now. She said, call me a couple days in advance and I'll start digging it out for you. And then today, I ordered a, a trim gauge. For the for the boat, that's actually a good idea because I've got that spare two inch hole in my, in my dash. And see, I think we get like the first like couple forty degree days, and everyone just starts getting like, okay, I'm over it. But don't forget, we're gonna get like three feet of snow on Saturday or something like that. Something crazy. It's it's supposed to come get a, a big dump here. You're so. gonna. I'm gonna be in Texas. That's true. But our open water lineup, we got big changes coming this year. We do. We have a real seat change. We'll have weight balancers. Um, all kinds of other custom options. Plus, we're going to try and to actually be in stock. Yeah, there's rods in stock right, right now. now. If you want, a, if you want a six eight medium, extra fast, fast. yeah, medium extra fast elite, they're right now ready to go. Yeah, Top, buy a couple <laughs> and leave them in your boat. Use the code <laughs> March fifteen we'll, for fifteen percent off. Yeah. We'll, we'll put them in my boat. You can you can use them whenever you come out. Okay, use the March fifteen code, but you got to put in the comments that you heard it on the show, though. Okay. Is there a comment? Yeah, I'm sure there's a comment. Yeah, right. On our yeah. website, people put all kinds of comments. Shout out to the Iceman after you use the Mark Some 15. guy put his address in the comment, and we thought it was he wanted his address written on his fishing property. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 I meant I just hit the control V thing, and you know, I was trying to do the auto-populate my phone, and I'm like, do you really want your address written on your rod? He goes, no, please don't put my <laughs> my home address on my fishing Someone rod. would get like a really bad hand cramp writing an entire address on a rod. Oh, Kelsey would be very crabby. Yeah. <laughs> that would make her real crabby. She'd do it. She would do it. And it would look great. Absolutely. Actually, it's maybe not a bad idea. What's the longest thing you can have on your rod? Like, we well, try to have it set it to like, 20 characters. Yeah. We try to keep it to like under three words because people get a little lengthy. And we want it to be classy. John's real strict. If you put something dirty in there, he won't put it on the rod. Yep. Would you, you. would you uh, debadge a rod if someone wanted to make something like filthy, like take all the tuned up stuff off of it? Well, no, no. I just don't build it. You just don't do it. No. no, he calls him and says, I'm not writing this on your rod. I think, I think that's who... That's our business then, Dan. Oh, we're going to make the dirty rods? Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a side business called God's Rods, and now I'm going to have another one where I focus on dirty rods. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's a little bit of an odd, like a little bit of a hip, hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. I'm just get the whole gambit. But no, I'm just saying I, I don't I I don't I let stuff fly, but I don't put it on fishing rods. Maybe well, it's, it's because permanent. you don't. Well, it's because you don't want to. You, you don't want to bring, bring your brand down. But it's which, different if you say if you say something bad, right? Versus actually writing it on something. I mean, yes, to me, yeah. 
because it's you can't brand words. If someone yeah. says something, it's not associated with tuned up. Yeah. Unless it's on and someone the podcast. And if someone takes a picture of like a tuned up porno rod and puts it online, <laughs> then obviously that's that's not going to look good. But I hope, I hope we're not drawing stuff like that on our fishing <laughs> rods. We're not, because it no. says right on there not to do that. Yep. Nothing bad. So big changes. We got the, the new handles look awesome. I yeah. got to get some photos of those up online. They are stellar. I so, can't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I have to get one. Probably are. You're probably gonna have to own one. I, I I do need another spinning rod in the arsenal, and I want to get know, maybe another flipping stick. That rod's so good. That rod's amazing. That rod's. So we should good. probably put that online someday. We can definitely make that a part of one of the things. <laughs> we we made, so everyone should know this. We make all kinds of rods that are not like available online. It's like off the menu. Well, yeah. we're literally a custom shop. We'll make whatever, but yeah, the flipping stick would be a great one. The flipping the, stick. The the. Uh, um, crankbait rod. Love my crankbait rod. This is like but, a McDonald's menu hack right here. Yeah, except right? our whole menu is on the other side of the menu. <laughs> it's like, here's your three options. I mean, is our frog and rod online? It's no, not. No. The only bait casters you have are the Apex Elites. Yeah. Let's build this our, out. Our frog and rods are, are stellar. I need a frog and rod this year because I the one I have is more like a musky rod. That's what you need. That's what Chris always had. I know. I bought it from Chris. Yeah. When his arm got too tired. 85 pound braid. Set the hook and the frog catapults 900 million miles an hour t- towards your face. Yeah, they say hook sets are free unless you're standing next to me and I miss a blow up. Yep. Then you're getting a frog, getting a frog welt on your forehead. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> case scenario. You just don't want those two little <laughs> shiny stainless hooks to go in your, your melon. All right, well, let's get some stuff up there. I'm, I should talk to the webmaster about that. Let's have, a, <laughs> let's have an on-air production meeting about the website. Post something right now as we're talking. On the website? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it would be it would come out bad or something. You'd wreck the website. I post something for super cheap or something. It just breaks. Couldn't be any worse than when I deleted bullwhips off the website two weeks ago. You thought you were doing me a favor. You were trying to help me. You're like, oh, I'll do that one for you. Boo. I was like, what? I get a text on my way home. I broke the website. <laughs> what? I, what's? I want an update on the blank business. By the way, is that they're sold out now, or are you still working? No, on we that? have we have we have blanks available. Still yeah. blanks. Yep. Now, do you do like open water blanks too, or is that a thing? We, we have not yet, but we certainly it's could. Possible. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. I don't either. Is there a demand for that? Yeah. Oh yeah. For is open there? water. For for the blanks. Yeah. We've sold blanks. Yeah. I mean, the way that. John and I talked about this. You know, our goal was not to make it so that someone was going to start their own rod business off of our blanks. Yeah. I it was for somebody who wants to build a, yeah, wants to, a hobbyist who wants to build their own at home. I I understand the urge for that. Myself, I would never do it just because I know that I would not. It's a slippery slope. I wouldn't be happy with the final product. I know. Plus, you'd buy the blank and it'd be in your garage for four years and then you'd sell it back to John. That's I mean, exactly what would happen. That might that might happen. <laughs> Why don't you just give me fifty dollars and we'll just call it even? Yeah, it'll be it'll be more like uh, John. Can you hold this fifty dollar bill for me for three years and then turn it into twenty five bucks when I sell it back to you? <laughs> That's why I said just give me fifty dollars now. Let's get reverse interest. You get to keep twenty five bucks and you get to keep my fifty bucks. And I'll just store I'll just store a blank for you for four years <laughs> in the garage in a bucket of salt. We're obviously referring to your uh, your ammo. Reloading, reloading press. My, you know, I did get some use out of that reloading press. You probably so, will get more use out of it in my house. Yeah, for sure I will. But I, I'm I'm kind of like John where I am 
a little bit of a psycho when it comes to like, I'll get an interest and I'll go all in on it. But then I also leave them behind. I eat ice fishing. No. Well, maybe a little bit this year. This year. This, Next year, you'll be ready for it. I, I'll be ready for it. And I was, I, you know, I was inspired by the show to expand my ice fishing horizons. But I, I've always been like a seasonal or not seasonal, but like a, you know, two or three trip a year guy, ice fisherman. But now maybe it'll be more. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe more. Who knows? My kitchen will be done next year, hopefully. So I should be able to get out a little bit more. That'll be just in time to do your basement. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, Lord, he's going to kill me. It's what happened to Dan? Oh. <laughs> John's eyes just rolled in the back of his mur- head. He's been murdered on here. <laughs> All right, here's a question. All right, from a listener? No, just a, just a debate that my wife and I are having. So I, I don't need to know any weird debates. This is this totally, I want to hear it. This is totally appropriate of a debate. Let's hear it. So planning for our future, planning for retirement Oh, I was like, death? I mean, I know exactly where I want to be buried. I can tell you. Please do. Because this is what real... This is, this is this exactly is weird, what my story was about. Yeah, I know. Go ahead. But I'm just saying, because my wife... Is this really what your story was about? No. <laughs> of so course not. I want a traditional, like, Viking funeral where my wife has to make a raft, shove me out in the lake, and shoot a flaming arrow through my heart, and burn burn me on the lake. That's fair. Apparently, that's illegal. Apparently? Shocking. Seems, <laughs> yeah, think, I can't believe it. You don't think that you could have just, like, rotting... Like uh, half burnt corpses floating around a lake on a raft. Seemed legit to me. Yeah, people get pissed when they leave a beer can on the lake over <laughs> o- over the winter time. A dead body. All of a sudden, just... you got a six and a half foot giant just floating around, <laughs> floating corpse. <laughs> well, hopefully, she would soak the whole thing in gasoline, yeah. so it would burn quickly. Yeah, there's lots of. This, I mean, okay. Hydrocarbons the rest going there more that, No, that was just that. Sorry, that was just the way you want to die or be buried is by Viking funeral. I don't particularly want to die that way. <laughs> no, that would be a terrible because I die. could see my son like me laying in the lounger. Do you have any? Do you have any? Arrow. Do you have any friends with like a pool? Yeah, you just do that. Yeah, go to Adam's pool. Yeah, that there is. you go. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger skimmer. <laughs> What's that floating in there? Oh, that's your uncle. That's, that's your uncle. <laughs> see, this is what he wanted. <laughs> he made a mess. He didn't soak it. He soaked himself in water Let's before. Let's timestamp this and we'll uh, send it to his lawyer for his last will and testament. No, my wife said that's disgusting and she doesn't want me to be participate in this. She's right. Yeah. She's right. That's not a good idea. I say do it on the river and just like send it down to Iowa. Let them deal with it. Well, technically, if I did it in the creek, I would float on Mississippi eventually. Yeah. Or you get stuck in some bushes. Oh, that would be pretty normal. For some kids would find you when they're trying to find some crappies. Get hung up on the lock and dam. Yeah. Every time I'm on the river, I feel like I'm on body watch. It's like, well, especially oh. like down in the pools. There's always yeah. somebody floating down, down there. Down at pool too. We're like, oh, I'm hooked up. Is this a drum or is this an arm? What do I got here? Okay. The, sorry. The river's got so many bodies in it. That how many does it have? I remember. Dan? I remember. I was on the river one time, and I was talking about how there was somebody missing, and then on the news, they announced that they had found a body, and it was a different person. It wasn't even the person <laughs> they thought they were looking for. My uncle caught a jacket when I was a kid, and we thought it was a dead body. That was probably the most horrific thing I ever because yeah. he's winding up. Then it was a blue jacket with the like the old school. Like royal blue jacket with the yellow pinstripe, oh, yeah. like that, and we thought we hooked a body. He was convinced there was somebody in there because it fought like crazy. Because <laughs> it's like, look at that! I got a jacket. I'm like, is there someone in there? And then everyone got quiet. Like, oh no! 
That's gross. It was on a Mr. Schmoo. <laughs> anyway, so let's help Super me, uh, long tangent. Let's talk about a debate that my wife and I are having. I want to hear you guys' opinion. So the debate is I would like to buy eventually a cabin on a lake and have lake property that you go to like as a vacation, right? So like a couple hours away, go up a couple times a month, spend time there, boat, fish, have it be a getaway. She wants to live on a lake and have it be your home. What do you guys think? I actually have very strong opinions about this, but I want to hear what John has to say first. So I have, my parents have owned a cabin ever since I can remember. My grandparents did. They owned resorts and everything. I say cabin 100%. The reason is, and also you have to say when you have a cabin, you're going to work most of the weekends. I did lock the door. Oh, okay. Say, there go- there go- Sorry, there's a ghost that just came through the shop. Literally all the papers on the thing I started flapping as soon as I heard that. I was like, oh, okay. We're all going to die. This is it. Um, I would say a cabin. But you, you're going to work like half the weekend to enjoy half the weekend. But you can like mow and whatnot, right? Oh, no. Like I chop wood. It's like Paul Bunyan up there. Cut down trees, burn stuff. Cut the grass for seven hours. And then go home. That's what she says. She's like, I don't want to have a someplace it's a, it's that I have a, to go do work at. But it's different work. It's weird to me because my wife always says, why do you go up north to do more work? And I said, because I really enjoy going up north to do different work. She goes, it's the same raking. I said, I know. But there's a lake out there. And at any moment, I can set my rake down and go fish for 20 minutes and come back. And then I feel okay. So you're saying cabin. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot of work. Here's 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 my thoughts on it. Now this is just assuming that we're not like multimillionaires that could just afford whatever we want. You know, this is like a realistic thought on it. Okay. Any lake worth having a cabin on, you're gonna basically have a small lot where you're gonna have neighbors, right? For the most part. True. Yep. I'd rather have land in lake country. I'd rather have acreage and have that be my cabin, maybe a eventual retirement spot with very easy access to a lake to get to. That's what I say. That makes sense too. But we already have land. That's that's shared amongst a group of 40 people. I mean, 40 people once the third generation starts getting up in it, you know, so that's not a place where we're going to be able to go and live and retire. I'm talking about I want my own land but land would be even more work than a lake lot. No, it wouldn't. No. No. Remember, in you're, not, you're not mowing. You're, you'd be mowing your one little patch around your around your property, your house, and then the rest, you know, you, it wouldn't be that much work. I don't think. I mean, obviously, it's going to be some work, but. Putting in docks every spring, taking them out in the fall, r- raking the beach every But you got to do year. that if you live on the house. If you, if you have a lake home, that's still part of the job. I agree, but... See, my argument against lake home is that any lake that's worth living on as a home is going to be a million dollars. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be unbelievably expensive to get a house that's worth living in on a lake that's worth living on. But see, my definition of... So I would rather... And I've this is where my wife and I have this huge... I'm going to say once a month disagreement. It's not even an argument. It's just a disagreement now. I want to move further north. Like, small house... 60 by 300 foot pole barn 
on like a private lake, like a, even a pond or something like that. I just don't, I don't care what I live in. Like my house is a bed to sleep in. You go out and you don't sit, you don't stay you, in the farmhouse. You can make a, a really comfortable small house. Yeah. Cause I don't need a lot Cozy. of, a lot of stuff in my house. Like I need two frying pans, some other stuff. I, I could live very, very simple. And lots of rafters to store all your stuff. Oh yeah, just crap tons of stuff. Well, everywhere that's else. your pole barn. Yeah, underground bunkers and buried. John's pole yeah. barn would be like the like the treasure trove for American pickers. Yeah, <laughs> already some of that stuff. I would prefer to have a lake property that has a modest cabin on it. That's within. That's drivable. That's a reasonable drive. And I will tell you, from driving all these years as a kid. Two and a half, three hours is max. Yeah. If you get over that three-hour mark, like every weekend, and that I, I'm including this ma- is total time. Makes it so you can't go, or you, yeah. you don't want to go. You just don't want to go. Because right now, like, my parents' place is 118 miles from my house. The kid and I have made it, like, in an hour and 40 minutes with no bathroom breaks, no stops, nothing, and pushing it real hard. That's perfect. Because an hour and 40 minutes, I leave work after I'm done at, like, I don't know, noonish. I'm up north by two o'clock and on the water by three fifteen. Yeah, our property on the Canadian border is six hours if you don't screw around at all. And that's to me, that's too far for a. It's too far to it's go. It's too far for frequently. a weekend getaway. Yeah, you so just, you, you can't do it. Well, and like I have friends up in Ontario, um, Eagle Lake, that talked about breaking up their resort and selling the cabins off. It's like, I told my wife, I'm like, let's buy a cabin in Canada, you know, go up there all, this is before COVID started. Go up there all the time. And she goes, it's a 20 hour drive. I said, it's not, it's like 16. She goes, but you, yeah. That's just as much as 20. Because the problem is like the, you go up there, if it's snowy or bad weather or something like that, it, it, it it's a 16 hour drive. It's really, I think it's only really 10 but 10 hours turns into 16 real quick when you got kids that you have to have a, an hour break because they can't sit in the car for 10 hours. So you only go up there twice a year. Yep. That's not worth it to me. And the bigger group you have, the longer it takes at every stop. Yeah. Tom could fly you. <laughs> That's true. I'm not flying. I ain't getting on no airplane, Hannibal. Yeah. When are you? Oh, another movie. Well, that's actually a TV show. Is it? The A-Team. Oh, I thought that was uh, Con Air. <laughs> no. That was Con Air. Con Air. What were you going to ask me? When are you gonna what does it take for you to get your float plate endorsement? Uh, check ride and some training. Do you have access to a float plane? I mean, I know places that do the training. So Float plane would be badass. Oh, he's intrigued. Yeah, I will go on a float plane. Can you tow a boat with a float plane? I don't need one. Obviously not. You can't tow a boat in the sky. That was a joke. Oh, I thought you meant on the water. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was thinking what I was like. Yeah, I think you probably could. <coughs> no, you can't. I've heard I've heard tales of uh, one fella who took his float plane and landed on Lower Red, and fished, and they Off, took his plane away. They took his plane away. Yep. They came out there and confiscated this plane, and it was gone. That's it. Wouldn't you try to fly a wave at that point? <laughs> yeah, if you see a boat coming, maybe he was just ignorant and just didn't know what he was doing was wrong. You know. Just didn't didn't realize he was on reservation only property, but yeah. Looking at like the maps I've seen of Lower Red Lake, I wouldn't even know where to go. There's it's, so much structure. It's completely different than Upper Red. 
Yeah, it's 100%. like hundred percent. It's like it's like hundred feet deep. There's, there's like a lakers. million humps everywhere. Yeah. I would have no idea. I just troll around with a floating rapala for four weeks. It's a, it's just a mystery. I bet you the fishing's way better. It is. It's commercially fished, so obviously yeah. there's fish in there, right? I don't know. Someone so, go out and try it and report back to us from jail. I, Please don't I, do I that. Would, I, would, I would say a cabin, personally. I would like to get a cabin. Wouldn't that be awesome? The thing is, for me, it's... it's, And I don't know if my wife will understand this. She, she'll never get it. When I leave my house, as soon as I turn in garrison and head towards Brainerd on 18, I'm free. She do doesn't you, get that. She's like, I, I don't understand it. She goes... But, John, do you want to live there? I'd live there in a heartbeat. So that's not a cabin anymore. That's Allie's argument. Yeah, that but you have a, a but then I'm, I'm living no. away from the cities. See, I would be. I could consider living on the in the cabin and retirement. But her thing is, she wants a house on a lake in the metro. Oh, oh. Yeah, but the problem is, the metro is the metro to me. I'm not getting away from what I want to get away from. I would have no problem. I mean, there's definitely lakes that I'd love to live on. Like my favorite lake, where I live by, is BB Lake. But BB Lake currently has a house for sale that's like six hundred and five thousand dollars, and it's a thousand that, square feet. That's not the metro either, though. Well, no. I live in the metro. I live in the twelve county metro area. But you're thinking of like I'm uh, thinking of like the cities, like well, I, Medicine Lake, where or I currently like live. There that are no area. fish in Medicine Lake. There are fish. There's just not a lot of big ones. <laughs> okay, there are minnows, and but I mean that like that's what I'm saying. It's like live in an area where I currently live on a lake. Which would be sweet. I'd love that. Yeah, I, I'd rather have a, an escape. I think. I agree. I agree. I but think I, I'd like both. But I'd rather have land. If you're gonna if you're gonna look for a cabin, look for a cabin. Honestly, because I've been looking for a long time, just because I always want to. But look towards the east side of Brainerd and like Emily area, Roosevelt, Lake Roosevelt, stuff like that. It's not as populated and not even close to as expensive as other lakes. I mean, if I'm being real honest, probably the best bang for your buck would be central Wisconsin. Oh, absolutely. Fishable lakes, the amount of people and the cost of cabins up there are still pretty reasonable. Mm. And really, central Wisconsin is only two and a half hours away. People don't realize it's it's a lot closer than what you think. Yeah. I like Wisconsin. Yeah. Except for their DNR lake finder is not as good. And I don't like their their road naming you know, schemes. F R Q. I go to the same place and I still have to GPS myself to get there. It's like, there's not I've, a lot of straight routes. To I've Wisconsin. never been more lost than middle of the night, Wisconsin following a sign that says 94 alternate to the middle <laughs> of nowhere with no GPS. You are going between, uh, <laughs> between, um, what the hell's the name of it? Hudson. And, uh, I was, I was by the, um, the Ho Chunk Casino, yeah, out there by like Minong. No, well, right off of ninety four, like out kind of by uh, the de- the Dells. Oh, sure, sure. And I got off. Got Did off. You the end high- up down in like Toma, Wisconsin. Did you go down to like Lacrosse? I don't. I don't know. I wasn't. I don't even know. I was so far. I was dri- I was driving in the middle of the night, or I was doing a straight through drive from Minneapolis to um, to Florida, solo, and this was pre GPS. And when did you do this? Uh, when I was, well, was probably, f- I guess, 20 years ago now. Why? I had some friends that moved down to Fort Myers, and 
they needed their vehicle delivered down there. Oh, I do remember that. So trip. I drove I drove their vehicle straight through down, but I <laughs> had a little itch for some blackjack on the way down. That so sounds I, about so right. I got, that sounds about so right. So I got off at the Ho Chunk <laughs> and played lost little, all your gas money. No, no, I I played a little. I think I, it was a quick hit and get hundred bucks I made. I was like I was in and out of there quick and. I just saw a sign 94 alternate. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just follow this and I'll hit 94 eventually. Well, that was literally driving until sunup and I could not find the freeway. It was, it was what did you do? <laughs> Stop at a gas station eventually? I, I don't remember what I did. It, it, it was, it was bad. So Boy, that John Denver is full of shit. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that, that added on a lot to my, my all night drive to Fort Myers. That's pretty funny. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. You guys have anything else to talk about? <laughs> I don't really. Other than we're going to change, we're going to do some fun stuff with the show soon. Yep. Yeah, our show. Yeah. Like what? Fishing reports. <laughs> we're going to do some fishing reports. We're going to call up guides. Are we? Yep. Yeah. Once the snow melts and the ice comes on, and let's or, do it. However, however we do it, I think we should do open water stuff too. Okay. I think. Um, I was thinking about this too. Is I think kind of a popular thing is we should have we should pick we should do our um ice out contest that we did last year yeah for the same lake we did walkable ice didn't we we did walkable ice oh but, did we do an ice well, out? we should do it where dan has to walk on the ice every day until he <laughs> falls <laughs> <in. laughs> well the co- the common ice out like the minnetonka and white bear lake are the two that get the most attention yeah so which one should we do well, I love Minnetonka. It's my all-time favorite. Let's do Minnetonka. All right. Because Minnetonka is like crazy for ice. I out. believe Lake Minnetonka's median ice out date is April 13th. That is April 15th. Let me look real quick. It's got to be close to that. This one should actually include a prize. So if you don't... You get a sticker. We can give away a cup. A Maluna sticker. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can give a little Maluna sticker, a little package of Freedom Baits. Lake Minnetonka ice out dates. What did I say? Oh, man. He said April 13th. And I was exactly right. That's exactly right, huh? Oh, wait a minute. Is it April 15th? Am I right? You can hear Dan thinking. That's that smoke. No, the smoke is blowing. <laughs> Did you hear the mouse? This year's ice out date was earlier than the average. April, th- April 13th is the average, yes. All right. Send okay. in your predictions. Well, are we going to make a guess? What's what do you guys think? April fifteenth. You're gonna go fifteenth. Right on the two days you, after the you're mark. Going, you're playing the over. Playing okay. the over a little bit. What do you think, Tom? There's not what from what I've seen this year. My limited experience on the ice is it seems like there's less ice this year. I'm gonna go April third. Ooh, that's real early. I was thinking early, early April as well. That's what I was thinking. You can't say early April. You have to pick a day. I know, but I'm telling you, tell me what I was thinking. How much, when you were on, when you were on Tonka this last weekend, how much ice was there? 27 inches, maybe? Really? 25, 27 inches. It's going to take a while to melt with all the snow coming. Yeah, three feet of snow, it's going to take a month the, to the melt. Amount of, I mean, there's not that well, much snow coming. And it could, it could be all rain, too. If it's all rain, we're all screwed. We'll be in boats by March 1st. Good, because when I get back from Texas, I'm going to Debbie's to get mine. So what's your date? I'm going to go with Kira's birthday, April 2nd. All right. 
Boy, you're really going close to me here. I well, I was thinking early April. But you got to pick a date. Yeah, yeah you can't just say early April. Fine, April. That's what I'm picking. I picked April second. I told you I was. What if I was just cold again? Quantifying it. We're on ice on opener. You guys ever ice fish on opening? Although fishing? it does look like we're going to be in the single digits through the second half of the second week of March. Yeah. You ever been ice fishing on opener? Uh, two years ago, I've gone to Pepin the two, last two years for opener, and two years ago it was like lakes weren't accessible yeah. in the North Country because we we drove our boat to the ice sheet. Are we going to get murdered? Is there yeah. people walking around back there? I don't think so. Pretty I sure. If this if this episode never gets posted, <laughs> this is our last re- last regards. Someone's gonna find this and it's gonna be archived. <laughs> they didn't make it. We're gonna have to turn to cannibalism. Dan, you're first. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> Can I die first? Nope. Dang it. <laughs> We're gonna make a stick fire. Get the, the vi- get, that? get the Viking funeral ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> All those sticks Pre- in the corner. Prepare the kerosene. I want to be wrapped around one of these drums. I want you to light the whole drum on fire. <laughs> Cover me in epoxy. <laughs> oh, oh boy, that is gross. Oh boy, we're gonna have to do some editing on this. John's, show. John's like, that's gonna be a lot of epoxy. That's I know. So that's epoxy. <laughs> Our budget can't afford that. Epoxy is expensive <laughs> right now. Okay, so you wrote our dates down? Yep, April you're the 15th. 15th. You're the third, and I'm the second. This is like the prices, right? Where if you're, oh, so if it's April 4th, I win. You know what we should no. do? We should have some <laughs> contest between ourselves where whoever gets, whoever loses, or who's ever the furthest away has to, like, something has to happen to them. <laughs> okay. Jump in Lake Minnetonka butt naked. And purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? Yeah. Buck naked, man. I don't want to expose my skin to that. Or our eyes. <laughs> Nobody needs that. <laughs> Kids, don't look. There's Birds a man, man over there in the woods. All right. Look, well, <laughs> did I ever tell you that this might not be appropriate for the uh, the podcast? But if I ever do live on a lake, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say this. He wants to live on a nudist colony lake. <laughs> oh, I. Let's hear it. Now we have to hear it. I mean, you can't. You can't just go with that. And then I always said that if I ever live on a lake, I'm gonna. Get- That's not a secret. I've said that before. <laughs> Maybe that's why Ali wants us to, to live somewhere. <laughs> somewhere remote. Yeah. Far, far, far away. What a great episode we've had here, guys. Oh this has gosh. been great. Can I, can I tell, you talk me into this? So the wind was so wicked up at red this last weekend that I literally was able to pee around a corner. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was like a 90 degree pee. It was like, zoop, zoop. That's epic. Yeah. So... 
I don't think anyone got photos either because it was like just whiteout conditions. I told you it was bad. Like when you're like, oh, I'll come over. I'll come over. I'm like, I, I don't want to fish in this. Like, how did the uh, Maverick do? Uh, the Maverick did it, it. It handled the the roads were you know not horrible because the snow blew off. You know a lot of blow off on the roads, but. So I just put her in slippery mode, and I was able to maintain like 50 when, when I had visibility. Uh, the guy behind me, I, he was taking a little bit slower. He had a bigger truck, and I pulled over in Washkish to wait for him. And there was so much snow drifting that I didn't pull into the parking lot. I just pulled over under the shoulder, and I thought I had more shoulder to work with than I actually did, and I sunk her in, you know, put her put it right in but you know what though i paid the extra money for the for the fx4 package with the recovery hooks and that target you, you got to use them i got to use them and that truck came right out of there nice and light i was able to get pulled right out with an f-150 it was amazing you should put a picture of that i will on, on the iceman page i can do that we've all been there yeah oh yeah i've been stuck this year i have not actually i haven't been stuck this year that's not true yeah i didn't stick i stuck my truck I do have a piece of recovery rope tied year. to my trailer hitch right now because I pulled a guy out when we were on Malax and it's just turned into a giant knot. <laughs> I was like, I'll just wait till it gets warmer. I'll cut that thing off. I've, I've pulled a few people out. I pulled him out and I pulled the guide out on, on Winnipeg. I did get my four-wheeler pretty stuck in that snow drift. When you get a four-wheeler stuck, it's stuck. Yeah. I actually just hopped off and then... Drove it. Made Ben do it. Yeah, it just make my kid because he only weighs like forty pounds. Oh yeah, you really got. Yeah, stuck. she was in there. Yep. She was in there. Yeah, that was just that's a soft, soft snow, and there. it's it does. You have no idea where the edge is, and you're like creeping over, and all of a sudden you're like, shoo. Yep. It's like please don't roll, please don't roll. I did that pulling out of um, my wife's cousin's driveway. She had one of those super long driveways. It was super like snowy and i'm backing up down the drive like up the driveway all of a sudden i'm like zoom, go off in the ditch like in the by the culvert i'm like you gotta be kidding me i and, did that in in dad's work truck at the cabin remember that tommy were you there? oh yeah oh yeah yeah i, I remember that yep he was, it was his, <laughs> tr- his boss bought him a brand new work truck and i almost rolled it in the ditch this was this was was it pre-driver's license for you i think it was no because that was a 96 and i got my license in 96 because our, our, our cabin, one thing that's nice about being on the Canadian border is that it's like kids get to drive up there. That's where, that's where we all learned to drive. And I remember we, we had these tiny, like, one-and-a-half-lane gravel roads, and you have to pull way over to let another car pass, and a car was coming towards you. And Dad's like, okay, get over. And Dan got way over. And, and I didn't slow down. Like, I was <laughs> supposed to just pull over and stop, and I just, like, kept driving. Right off the road, and it was—I mean, these ditches. This is this is North Dakota wind country. I mean, it's Minnesota, but it's the prairie. The ditch yeah. is like eight feet deep. Yeah, and we go off the side, and it was gonna roll. Like we had to crawl out the side. It was crazy. <laughs> My dad was super pissed. <laughs> he was can't super imagine pissed. why. <laughs> the guy who passed us was like, "What an idiot! I have to pull you out. I got to pull this guy out." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh, should we wrap that there? Yeah. What do you think, Tom? Let's do it. We talked enough. We've done it. All right. Good episode, fellas. All right, guys. We'll we'll be back uh, hopefully in the next not too long. I'm going to be out of town next week. 
Maybe you guys are going to get together. I think we're going to do it. We're going to have, I think, Brian Robinson. Probably. Randy Moss. You know. I can't make that one. Ziggy Wolf's going to be on. Oh, no, we're going to have three episodes. Three of what I was going And then Ted Nugent. Obviously, Ted will be on. Yeah. He told he specifically requested a show when I wasn't there. Yeah, it was really weird. He responded to the email and says, as long as Dan's not there, yeah. I'm in. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I'll enjoy my time in right. Texas, you jerks. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.